This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And the explanation that Jehovah Jesus gave to explain who he was was in Exodus 3.14, Exodus 3.14, when it says, and God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. So this is the same as saying about Christ, John 1.1, John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God and so forth. In the beginning of time, Christ was there because time had a beginning, but Christ never had a beginning. He has no beginning. This is what Jehovah Jesus told Israel in Isaiah 43.13, Isaiah 43.13, before the day was, I am. Before there was a day, which is what is used to mark time, he says, I am. Isaiah 48.12, Isaiah 48.12, hearken unto me, O Jacob and Israel, my called, I am. I am the first. I am the last. Mine hand also hath laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand has spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only one who existed before he was born. Christ did not come into existence at his birth. As Moses said about Jehovah Jesus in Psalm 90, verse 2, Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth or the world, even to everlasting, thou art God. Number four, fourth reason, number four. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only person who was ever both God and man. Before his birth, Israel was told about Christ in Isaiah 9.6, Isaiah 9.6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and his name shall be called the mighty God. His name shall be called the mighty God. His name was called Emmanuel and prophesied that in Isaiah 7:14. But his name was called Emmanuel because he is God with us. He is God with man. Matthew 1:23, Matthew 1:23, behold a virgin shall conceive 
no, sorry. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth the son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us, God with us. Thomas realized this, and he called him in John 20, verse 28, to 20, verse 28, he called Jesus. Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. It's a mystery. It's a mystery, but it's nevertheless true that when Christ was here, that was God in the flesh. God in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. 1 Timothy 3.16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the world, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. Jesus Christ is the true God. He's the true God. 1 John 5.20. 1 John 5.20. We know that the Son of God has come and hath given unto us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. He's the only one ransomed for many because he alone is the only person who was ever both God and man. Fifth reason, fifth reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he was also the only promised seed of the woman who was promised to crush the head of Satan. That's the hope. That's the only hope for man to recover from the fall. Right after the fall, that was the only hope of recovery God gave in Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15, when he was speaking to Satan, and God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. That's the seed of the woman. He was the only seed of the woman. Number six, sixth reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only Messiah sent by God. There were not many Messiahs. There was only one Messiah sent by God to rescue man, and he spoke about being the Messiah in John 8, 42. John 8, 42, when he touched on the essence of the Messiah, which is the sent one, being the sent one, he says in John 8, 42, I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. And he came straight out when he was talking to the woman at the well in John 4, when she said, we know the Messiah is coming, and he said, I am. The person speaking to you is the Messiah. Number seven, seventh reason. He's the only one ransomed for many because he's the only one who came from heaven to seek to save that which is lost, which means you and I. He's the only one who came from heaven to look for us, to save us. In Luke 19.10, Luke 19.10, he said, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Think about it. No one else came. No one else came. No one else ever would come either to seek us out to save us. He's the only one. He's the shepherd that left all, the, as the parable says, he left the 90 and nine. He's the shepherd that left the rest of the sheep to risk his life alone out in the wilderness looking for us, the lost sheep. Ezekiel 34, 16, Ezekiel 34, 16, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong, I will feed them with judgment. No one went with him. He went it alone on that mission. He went out alone to seek to save the lost. He is the only one. He's the only one. That's why he received the name Jesus. That's what's behind his name Jesus, because he alone 
came to seek and to save that which was lost. Matthew 1.21, Matthew 1.21, she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. It might well be put this way, he alone shall save his people from their sins. He's the only one ransomed for many. Reason number eight, he's the only one ransomed for many because he was the only man to live an absolute, pure, sinless life. Nobody else. Nobody else ever did that. Isaiah 53, 11, Isaiah 53, 11, it says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. First Peter 2.22, First Peter 2.22, speaking of Christ, who did no sin, neither was guile in his mouth's mouth. First John 3, 5, First John 3, 5. We know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Reason number nine, he's the only one ransom for many because he's the only mediator between God and man, between God and man, the only one. First Timothy 2.5, 1 Timothy 2.5, there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. That means that for a person to be reconciled to God, he has no options other than to go through Jesus Christ. That's it. Reason number 10, reason number 10. He's the only one ransom for many because he's the only way to God. He's the only way to God. John 14, 6, John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. John 14, 6. One way. As the children's song goes, one door and only one. And yet at sides are two. Inside and outside, on which side are you? Acts 4.12, Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Reason number 11, reason number 11. He's the only one ransom for many because he's the only source of eternal life. Only source of eternal life. All eternal life comes from him. 1 John 5.11, 1 John 5.11, this is the record that God has given to us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son has life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. To those who are resisting him, he in essence told them, you resist me, you resist life. John 5.40, John 5.40, you will not come to me that you might have life. He said it, a woman at the well, in John 4.13, John 4.13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks this water shall thirst again, but whosoever shall drink of the water I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Reason number 12. He's the only one ransomed for many because only Christ hung on a cross bearing the sins of the world to make the atonement, to make the atonement for sins. 1 Peter 3.18, 1 Peter 3.18 Christ also hath suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit. Reason number 13, reason number 13. He's the only one ransomed for many because only Christ defeated death. Only Christ defeated death. Isaiah 25, 8, Isaiah 25, 8. He will swallow up death in victory. The Lord God shall wipe away tears from off all faces. The rebuke of his people shall he take away. He's the only one 
who stood up to death and took death on with the words of Hosea 13.14. Hosea 13.14, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. O death, I will be thy plagues. O grave, I will be thy destruction. Number 14, 14, reason number 14. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because he's the only lamb of God. There was only one lamb of God, John 1.29, John 1.29. Next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, behold, the lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. While Abraham and his son Isaac were walking up Mount Moriah to worship, Isaac the son asked father Abraham, he did not ask him, where is a lamb? Isaac said, where is the lamb? Genesis 22, 7, Genesis 27. Isaac spake unto Abraham, his father, and said, my father, he said, here am I, my son. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, where is the lamb for a burnt offering? For thousands of years, Isaac's question has been reverberating. Where is the lamb? Where is the lamb? Until John the Baptist came and said in John 1.29, John 1.29, behold the lamb of God. Number 15, reason number 15. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because he's the only one whose sacrifice was accepted by God, was accepted by God. Hebrews 9.12, Hebrews 9.12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having attained eternal redemption for us. For at the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Reason 16, 16, number 16. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because only Christ will judge all men. Only Christ will judge all men. John 5.22. John 5.22, for the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. All judgment unto the Son. Matthew 25.31, Matthew 25.31, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall be she sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Reason 17, 17. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because only Christ has blood that can bring forgiveness of sins, that can accomplish forgiveness of sins. There are two unique powers in the blood of Christ. The first power is the blood of Christ is this power to bring forgiveness for sins. When we sinned against God, our first problem is a problem that was outward to us. It was exterior to us. Our sins constructed a wall of separation between us and God. As Isaiah 59, 2, Isaiah 59, 2. Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. That wall of separation resulted in us being in a state of terrible, soul-penetrating darkness soul-penetrating darkness. Darkness that came into Egypt on one of the plagues was a darkness, it says, that could be felt inside of the people. It wasn't just exterior. And so this first power in the blood of Christ is the power to take down that wall and bring us light through forgiveness. Colossians 1.14, Colossians 1.14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, 
his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. That power is through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Number 18, reason 18. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because only Christ has blood that can cleanse from sin. Now that's the second problem. That's the second problem that happened when we sinned. It was not just that we had the outward problem of becoming and offending people and leaving in our trail an offended God. The second problem was an internal problem of what our sin did to us internally, and that left us dirty inside with a source of dirtiness identified in Matthew 15, 19, 15, 19, when Jesus said, for out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man. Our hearts became so filthy inside us that thoughts rising from our unclean hearts made us dirty. That's our internal problem, which left us with the question, what can wash away my sin? And the answer is the blood of Christ. Revelation 1.5, Revelation 1.5, Jesus Christ unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, in his own blood. Just the verse we talked about a bit ago, Hebrews 9.14, Hebrews 9.14, how much more shall the blood of Christ purge your conscience from dead works? 1 John 1.7, 1 John 1.7, if we walk in the light, he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Reason 19, reason number 19. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because only Christ has blood that's so valuable that it can actually purchase us. It has purchasing power. When we sinned, we became imprisoned into sin, and as a prisoner, our release had to be bought. It had to be purchased. Money, silver and gold, any amount of money was just not enough to buy our freedom. Only the blood of Christ had enough value in it to buy our release. 1 Peter 1.18, 1 Peter 1.18, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ. See, we were redeemed by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Just imagine yourself, just imagine yourself as an enslaved prisoner. Someone's coming along to buy your release, puts a lot of money on the table and is told it's just not enough. It's not enough, yet will not be enough to buy his release. That's what it's like when it says silver and gold or money would have been put on the table for our release and the response would have been, nope, not enough, not enough. But when Christ came with his blood, the response was, okay, that's enough. That's enough to buy his release, set him free, we've got the payment here in the blood of Christ. That's exactly what Christ did when he put his blood on the table and said, I give my blood to buy their release. This is the blood of the New Testament shed for the remission of sins, shed for redemption. That's why the Bible says that Christ purchased his church with his own blood, Acts 20, 28, Acts 20, 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Number 20, number 20. Christ is the only one ransomed for many because only Christ could go to heaven and build a home for each one of his own, for each one of us in heaven. As he said in John 14:1, John 14:1, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. He made all things as the great creator. He loved to make things so beautiful. That was what Randy's book, the subtitle of his book was about Christ the creator from ICR, the beauty of the creation of Christ. He loves to make things beautiful. What he loved to do now is to go to heaven and make our homes, our so beautiful homes that we will live in forever. No one can do that but Christ. And for that reason also, he's the only one ransom for many. Number 21, last one, number 21. Christ is the only one ransom for many because only Christ can satisfy the soul's deepest hunger and thirst. So when we talked about the penetrating darkness, deep within our souls, we have a hunger, we have a thirst, we want peace, we are hungry for peace, we are hungry for security, we are hungry for peace with God, we are hungry for the security that knowing that we're not lost, that we're not falling off in, into some abyss. And that sense of hunger and thirst is a torment that kept our minds spinning around, spinning around, you know, there was a song that captured this. It was a number one song, this sense of aimless wandering, this looking for satisfaction. The song was called The Windmills of Your Mind. How many remember that song, The Windmills of Your Mind? Uh, I'm gonna read you some of the phrases here. Think about the lostness of this. Round like a circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel, never ending or beginning on a never spinning reel, like a snowball down a mountain, a carnival balloon, like a carousel that's turning, running, rings around the moon like a clock whose hand are sweeping past the minutes of its face and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind like a tunnel that you follow to a tunnel of its own down a hollow to a cavern where the sun has never shone like a door that keeps revolving in a half-forgotten dream or the ripples from a pebble someone tosses in a stream what a beautiful description of a horrible condition. That horrible condition is that soul hunger, that soul thirst that drives man into the state of a never-ending pursuit for his soul satisfaction, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind. And only Christ can satisfy that soul hunger and thirst. And this is what he said in John 6.35, John 6.35, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life, he that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth in me shall never thirst. Like he said to that woman at the well in John 4.13, John 4.13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. For those 21 reasons, Christ is the only one ransom for many, and this is what makes him so special that he could be that only one who could be the one who said in Matthew 20, 28, verse 28, verse 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto you, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Those are the 21 reasons why he alone could be the one to give his life a ransom for many. 21 reasons why Christ is the only one ransom for many. One reason for every day. 21 days to meditate on. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our unique Christ. Thank you for our only one, Christ, our only one for many. And thank you, Lord, that he was the only one qualified to, and thank you that he was the only one willing to become that effective 
ransom for many. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's Tom Cantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.